We're good. Oh, hi. Whew. Wow. I never seen a seat with rollerblades on. Uh, yeah, I love it. kids' plays are the best. They were right here, and they had to get here, so they went that way. Right? Uh, it's great. I love it. I love it. It's great. Hey, uh, we are going to continue our little talk on uh, the angels talking to people in the Bible and in the, in the New Testament the story all about coming to Jesus. We talked about Elizabeth last week, in case you missed it, or you know you don't remember because last week was approximately 1.5 million years ago. So uh, you know uh, I know that's it's not super fresh in your brain, uh, but uh, we're going to continue that. I'm going to pray for us, but if you want, you can open up your Bibles to Luke 1, 26 through 45, and this is going to be the quickest sermon of all time. So, uh, dear Lord, I just pray for this day. Just thank you. Uh, thank you for kids. Man, it's so, just talking about joy, like, it's so cool just seeing them practice and try and do all this stuff. I remember doing that as a kid, and it's just, it's silly, but uh, it's something that you really remember forever, God. And I just thank you for them, and thank you for all the work that everyone did. It's it is not easy to, to corral that group, and um, it is uh, it is a wonderful just joy to see them, God. Just pray for this time. Pray that it is a blessing to you, Father. Pray for all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Um, so uh, let's continue in Luke chapter one. We're gonna just right on through right until uh, right uh, where we left off. So we're going to start off at 26. So in the sixth month, remember what we're talking about? Sixth month of what? Is December. Jesus was born in December, of course. And six months, I don't know. I don't know any of that. What's going on? Six months, right? Six months. Elizabeth's pregnancy, right? Remember this? Remember she was pregnant six months. Uh, the angel Gabriel, do we know him? Anybody remember? Last week, remember? Same dude, same angel, right? Was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Um, we, had, we did a little Christmas game last, uh, this past week in, in youth group, and we were just doing generic Christmas questions, and some were Bible questions, some were just Christmas songs, all those. And uh, a question came up, and, uh, and it was just one of those, like, whoever says it first gets candy or, you know, wins a point for their team or whatever. And, and everyone's like, all right, here's a question. Where was Jesus born? And instantly, four, five, six people stood up and said, Galilee, Nazareth, in a, in a, in a manger, and in a barn or something like that. And I was like, judges? Which one was right? <laughs> right? And so this is kind of the, the craziest. Remember, it's a big city, big town, and then goes into a city. goes in. So if you're thinking about manger, yeah, all the good stuff. Um, the, the idea, verse 27, the idea of to be uh, to a virgin betrothed, right? We kind of read that word, that word, and we're like, "Oh, engaged, right?" We just kind of switch it synonymously. It's not that's not really fair. Uh, it's a bigger deal than we make it out to be. Betrothed is legally you're married. Um, to unbetroth, to stop betrothing, to whatever that verb is, right? Uh, it's a legal action has to be taken. Like you have to file something with the government saying, hey, we don't want to be betrothed no more. We don't want to get married, right? So this is, this is a big deal, right? So when we're talking about Joseph and Mary and all that good stuff, it's not just like, hey, Joseph, you could just walk away, man. Like, you know, it didn't work out. She, you know, it's weird. Something weird happened and just walk. No, this is actually a really big deal from the start. Uh, so to a virgin uh, betrothed to a man uh, whose name was Joseph of the house of David, we we'll talk about it in a little bit. And the virgin's name was Mary. 
And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. This is a great question for every single one of us, right? Uh, We experience God. Hopefully, everyone has experienced God recently, right? If you're in this room, somehow you got in this room, right? And it might have been 30, 40, 50, 80 years ago that you experienced Christ and you've just been going to church. But recently, I hope that each and every one of us has experienced God in a real way. Probably... Definitely not the way that Mary is experiencing it right now, but we can share in her understanding of how she feels right now, right? Uh, You experience something from God, you hear something from God, you get a word, someone tells you something, you, you start getting this like idea of where God wants to take you, and our natural response to God, the creator of the universe, the master of everything, is fear, guilt, Sadness, worry, it sounds insane, but we hap- it happens all the time, every single day, right? We say, oh man, I got, I'm called to a new job, I'm called to a new, I'm called to move, or what, you know, what, I, I'm called, even silly stuff, I'm called to talk to my neighbors and invite them to church on Christmas, right? Something so simple, but so much of the time, our natural response is fear. Why? Or so much of the time, and I don't want to assume everything, but, but I think all of us have a, a natural response that we usually have with God. It, it might be guilt. We say that all the time in the Bible, right? God calls people, and their natural first instinct is, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I don't have the ability to do this, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe not about us. Maybe it's not about what we do. Remember flashbacks of all the things that I've been talking about recently about do's, to-do's, all these lists. It's not about us, right? It's not about what we could do. It's about God. It's about who we are as people, right? So our natural response obviously should be fear. God is calling us. It should be guilt, should be whatever it may be, should be because he's calling to us to do something that we are not naturally doing, right? If he's calling you to something, are we currently doing that thing? No, because he wouldn't be calling to you if if he's calling you to church. You're already here. He doesn't need to call you. But, hey, you got to start talking to your friend. You got to start to do this, that, the other thing. Hey, that's scary. But always remember, has nothing to do with us. This is a perfect example. What did Mary have to do with Mary's pregnancy? It sounds insane. Nothing. She, not, she showed up. It's crazy, but it is an absolutely perfect example of what we're called to. We're called to something that we can't do, won't do, shouldn't do, but God, God calls us to it, right? Verse 31, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Remember, God commands. The, the no promises thing that Scott was talking about last week, this is commands. It will absolutely happen. Verse 32, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. Expectations are pretty high for this kid, huh? 
wonder if he's going to live up to him. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. Thought it was Mary and Joseph who's David. See, we were reading this passage, and, and for us, you know, Americans and I don't know what century you're in, whatever it is, you know, and all this stuff. We, we read that kind of stuff, and we, we may get it. We've gone to church long enough, but there is so much baggage with every single one of these lines. The Son of the Most High. What does that mean to us? Forget about that. What does that mean to someone who knows Jewish culture? Who has read these words back, forth, front, backwards, up, down, left, right, all the ways, and now... She is receiving this word that her son is going to fulfill something that they have been looking forward to forever. That the Holy Scriptures have been saying, one day someone will come. The most high verbiage, important language that is now being applied to her life specifically. We read Bible we read the Bible, right? We read Scripture and we see, we see these words and we don't take them personally. We take these promises, we hear these words, and we understand what they mean, but we don't actually apply them to these lives. See, this is what Mary's going through right now. These words, these phrases that she knows, the Son of the Most High, she knows that is now being applied to her. House of David, one of the most important phrases in the entirety of the Bible, is being personally applied to her. We don't do that. We, we don't take the scriptures, we don't take the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, and say, this applies to me personally, that God is with me personally. I do not need to fear. I do not need to have guilt. I do not, because God is with me personally. I understand how this can apply to Mary. I understand how this can apply to Joseph and David and Elizabeth. But to Brent? What if we live life that it, whoa, God is with me. The Son of the Most High is with me. What do I have to be afraid of? Holy cow, let's keep going. The throw, oh, uh, he, will, uh, he will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. David, the king, the, 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 the guy that everyone knows in that culture said, oh, the guy who lived, he lived a great life. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. Uh, Three-fourths of the stories about him, <laughs> but he was human. He followed God. He had one of the best kingdoms out there in the entirety of the world. They did things that were impossible, coming out of slavery and then, and then capturing one of the greatest lands of the day. And they're saying, hey, you know how he failed. Let's keep going. Verse 33, and his reign over the house of Jacob forever. See, Israel, the person, right? Because we talk about Israel, Israelites, all that stuff. That, that was a guy, right? And his, his previous, anybody know? Oh, sorry. Jacob's <laughs> Jacob, right? Everything leads back to him. And guess what? We look at that and we say, Jacob's up here and he had a great kingdom, but all, thing, all great things come to an end. Guess what? And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Will not end. 
I, I don't think there's a kingdom of Jacob over there. I, I think there's a lot of stuff going on in that part of the world. What are they talking about? Reign over the house of Jacob forever. Maybe this isn't physical. Maybe this is something spiritual. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Verse 34, And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? Completely reasonable question. Right? Uh, yeah, there's... I. I, I I've heard about pregnancy. I, I think it's a little harder than a balloon popping. I can't confirm. <laughs> but uh, I think there goes more into it than that, right? And, and, and uh, is this a lack of faith? We learned last week, what happens with lack of faith? We heard that one guy, he didn't believe, and then he couldn't talk for a while, and all that's... Is this a, she's going to get punished because she doesn't believe and she has questions, right? Ooh, let's get her. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and make you blind, deaf, dumb, all the things. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child uh, to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. This sounds like a blessing. Sounds like she was okay having a question. Sounds like, hey, maybe I could still believe and ask an actual question to God? What's the difference then? You ask a question in God. You ask a question to God. One is punished, one is blessed. What's the difference? I don't know. Maybe ask that, right? And behold, your relative Elizabeth, we just heard about her, uh, in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. How are you going to do this? Guess what? It's already been done in an impossible situation. How are you going to go through this? Guess what? It's already been done in somebody else. You want to see faith? You want to see the impossible? In your life, take a look around first. You don't believe it's going to happen? Look at somebody else's life. Look how much God has already blessed them. Have a hard time believing. Guess what? This lady who cannot give birth. Does this sound familiar to Mary? Can't. There's no way she could give birth. Is about to give birth. For us, that's a great realization that God is, is not just our God, my God. God is our God, right? It's something that goes beyond, hey, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I don't know how I'm going to get through Christmas, man. I don't know. Can, can we just go to one service? I'm tired. It's, you know, like all this stuff. How are we going to do this? We'll look around. You're asking all these questions. God already did it. He just did it in someone else. And now you're lucky enough for God to be working in you. What a great Example, right? For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Does this sound like someone who doesn't believe, who doesn't have faith? It sounds to me like someone who's like on board with crazy, absolutely insane. And you know what? Uh, the more I do church, the more I realize that um, I want more people who are on board with crazy. We, we approach you guys and we say, hey, 
sounds insane and less and more and sometimes less is less and in order to grow we have to do less and we have to go to one service and we have to do this that the other thing and it sounds crazy it doesn't make sense you want to do more you want to reach more people what makes sense is more services thanks for being crazy i guess you know i i, I honestly think it's going to be one of the greatest moves that rock bible church has ever done it sounds insane and um I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but if, if, if I was one of those people who were like, I don't want to, let's do a third service instead of one. Let's do, you know, let's do more. And now I'm praying about, think about it. I'm like, man, oh, I wish I was one of the people who said, yeah. You know, like, I wish I wasn't the guy last week. I wish I was the girl this week who said, yeah, I'm your servant. Let's do it. I'm so excited, right? Um, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be? Oh, skip forward. Ashley, where am I? I'm totally lost. 39. Thank you, dear. Uh, in those days, I, yeah, don't even, yeah. Uh, in those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town of, in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Why in the world would she be here? She's pregnant. She's got work to do. Oh, maybe the angel just said, hey, you're going to be pregnant. And hey, someone else got pregnant. Why would she want to go see that person? Hmm, that's weird. Verse 41. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of the Lord should come to me? She knows instantly what's going on. The, the severity, the seriousness, the, the magnitude of, of, of this situation, she gets instantly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pregnant. Yeah, that's cool. But guess what? Oh, Jesus. Whatever's God doing in my life, that's incredible, but I got it. Wow. Wow, this is amazing. Verse 43. And why is, this, uh, why is this granted to me that the mother of the Lord should come to me? Verse 44. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. How did she know what was going on? How did she know how amazing it was? The baby. Man, that's cool. And blessed is who, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. See, she took that moment and she didn't wait. Mary said, I'm pregnant. I'm even before anything is shown, even before anything is happening, even before all that, she's preparing. She said, Yeah, I believe this is gonna happen, and I gotta seek counsel. I'm, I'm going to look towards people who just went through this, and I know that Elizabeth is just going through this. I need help. I need to talk to somebody. Man, I wish this applied to all of us, right? May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. 
I told you it's gonna be a fast sermon today. All right, so uh, uh, so I, I got some filling in for you guys, uh, for you guys, and and like I said, it's not about to dos, and I, I was trying to like stay away from that, so I, I got you three Bs today. So it's it's B E, right? Scott did the three Cs, I think we, last week or whatever, and this is better. So B is better than C. I don't, I don't know. I I was trying to get something funny and make fun of Scott. It didn't work out. Let's just pretend like it was a funny joke. Okay, let's keep going. So first, uh, the first one. Three Bs. The first one is behold. You saw that word so many times that you probably didn't even recognize it. I was thinking and I was reading and I read it for like, I don't know, however many times. And I was like, man, behold is a lot in here. Maybe it's important. This is after like 20 times of me reading this, right? And I'm like, maybe, maybe behold, there's something to it. And I go back and I'm like, man, the angel said that again. Behold. Maybe there's something to that. And I'm like, man, what am I beholding in my life? See, there's, there's a separate fill-in here that it's not technically a fill-in, but you can, you can certainly write it down if you want. But a good question to always ask is, what is God doing in my life? What am I beholding? Look, see. I, I, I got nothing to do with it. All I got to do is see what God is doing in my life. See, that changes a lot, right? It changes, it changes nothing, and it changes everything, right? I want to give you an example, a little story. Um, we're in Mexico four years ago, something like that, four or five years ago. And it was during the spring trip, and which y'all... Yeah, <laughs> The spring trip is a hidden gem, by the way. It's, if, if you're worried about hot, it ain't hot. And if you're worried about a lot of people, there ain't a lot of people. And it's fun. And you go to movies sometimes, and it's great. And they have like $2 movies because that's how it should be. Gosh, God bless America and Mexico and all that. I love it, right? Where was it? Oh, yeah. So, so it's, but it's a lot of work. We're on this trip, and it's a lot of work. And it was spring trip, and it was a weird uh, like vacation um, days and all that stuff didn't line up. So people were working and people in school, it's a harder trip, right? And, and honestly, one of the hardest days is day one, which is nice and bad in a lot of ways, right? But day one, um, we're, we're out doing foundation and, and there's several key people aren't there. Several, several key people who usually go, who know what they're doing, who are you know, well-established, they got their ways, they don't need to be taught, they're not there. I'm sitting there and um, it's a lot of work, right? And, and it was a lot of fun. But we're building two houses, and we have to do the foundation for both of those houses that day. And, it's, and we're leading a team of, of basically brand new people, and it's exhausting. And we're sitting there, and it's a lot of work. And I'm one of those people, uh, if I can quote Ryan Hughes' shirt, it's like, be quiet and keep working. You know, he's got this big shirt, and it's like, Shh, nobody cares, keep working, right? And it's like my favorite shirt, you know, like it's my life motto sometimes. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm just going to keep working, keep getting that, and everyone's working, everyone's sweating. And we take our lunch break, and we go to the other site, and we're just going, and we're not stopping, because we're, we know there's just a lot of work, and there's just not a lot of people who know. It's great, it's wonderful, but we're sitting there, and it's so tired, and we're wrapping it up. And near the we're cleaning up, and then we get the the call that hey, the wall people need your help too. So you need to you need to finish up here. You need to clean up, and you need to head back. And instead of relaxing, instead of sleeping, instead of getting food and just relaxing, you have to go back to work. And we're sitting there, and we're like, 
okay, like put your head down, just keep working. And we're exhausted and just so tired. And hey, I'm, I'm the driver, so I'm sitting there. Hey guys, sorry to tell you this, <laughs> but you, this is your 10 minute break, your union manned 10 minute break while we drive back to the compound and we're gonna have to work, and, and it's, and, but it'll be okay. We're gonna work and we're gonna we're have a great time. And then at the end of the day, me and um, uh, Mark Heitzman, we're, 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 we're uh, quiet time buddies. So we're doing our quiet time. We're talking together and all that stuff. And I was like, man, today was a hard day. It was long. And honestly, I'm really sore and I'm just tired. And, and, and he's like, yeah, that was, that was rough, man. It, you know, we're reminiscing. And the next day, and, and, and we had this perspective of just how hard everything was. The next day, I don't know what it was. We ate our breakfast. We had a good day or something like that. And, and, and we show up and we look at the foundation and we say, this is going to be a house. And it doesn't matter how hard it was. See, the perspective of, of saying behold does not change anything. We still had to go through it. It's still hard. It was still challenging. There's still people gone. It was still, you have aches and pains and mosquitoes and all that stuff. But we said, man, look at what God's doing. And that's exactly how our lives are. We go through all these trials, all these tribulations, all these surgeries, all these worries and regrets and job changes and mood and whatever. We sit there and we say, man, this is hard. And if we don't take the second and say, behold, behold, see what God is doing, we miss the point. The point is the house. The point is the blessing. The point is that Jesus is here. The point is not the birthing pains and the, the tired and the vitamins and you can't get McDonald's and you can't, all, all those pains, that's not the point. That's why people have more than one kid. If it was just about pain and anguish and all that stuff, they would have one kid and be like, ha ha, done, right? But they're crazy enough to say, wow, this was a blessing, and yeah, last time I listened to God, it was hard and it led me down some ways and it was tough and I'm sore and wow, I lost this relationship, I gained and all this stuff. We could focus on that or we could say, what's the point? What was God trying to do in my life? Behold, what is God doing in your life? See, uh, we we focus and and the world knows this too, right? You're too focused on the forest to see the tree. You're too focused on the trees to see the focus, the forest. You're focusing on this one thing and not stepping back and saying, "Wow, look at what God has done in my life." Right? The second B. So there's behold. The second B is belong. Because it ain't just about you. Sorry if I'm just the first person to tell you this, but we don't believe it sometimes, and I need to be reminded. I'm sitting there last week, and I'm, I'm writing these notes, and I'm like, I have been belonging and looking at my own life for too long. I need to belong and start seeing, asking this important question, what is God doing in others' lives? Who cares? It ain't me, right? Yeah, it's great. Elizabeth's pregnant but what does that have to do with me? I have a job to do. I have stuff. You just finished talking about how the most high God is going to be here in this region. I got to get ready. How does she get ready? Belonging. 
How does she prepare for what God has specifically done in her life? Belonging. How can we prepare for what God is going to do in each and every singular one of us lives? Well, who, who did this before? Do I, do I know anybody who, I'm scared, I don't know who, you know, like, first example, like the McDuffs, right? McDuff and Scruffs, right? Like, if, if I'm called to, like, move one day, I'm going to go to them, how'd you do it? Why was it so hard? Your kid said it was hard. Why was it hard? What's going on? Maybe Mary is doing the smart thing and saying, hey, I got pregnant. Uh, Elizabeth, I got some questions. What, who, what are you dealing with? What are other people looking at you and saying, you can't get pregnant, you're too old? Maybe Mary is going to be asked those questions. You're a virgin, you can't get Okay, well, I'm ready. God calls us to stuff and we have to stop pretending like God is just calling us to stuff. God is calling our church to do something. You know what our church does? We say, we look around and say, Hey, you guys did that. What was going on? What was the problem? And so many of us live isolated that God is just our God, singular, our God. Well, that's simply not the case. It's absolutely not the case. And we can't know that if we don't belong. So there's a lot of groups on break right now, right? Small groups, Bible studies. Um, man, one of the best possible things you can do is join something. Go to a Bible study. Wake up too late. Go to Porky's or Doug's house or go to a Bible, make quilts or do whatever. That's one of the best things. Why? It sets you up for success. My old boss, his brother, said something that I've repeated about a billion times because I've seen it happen time and time again. And it's so true. He said, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Why is that the case? You look around yourself and you're, you're dealing with, losers and people who hate God and people who do all this stuff and they quit at the first chance and they don't believe they, or they're just okay people. They're good people. What are you going to be like? You surround yourself with millionaires. Maybe you might learn something about making money. You surround yourself with like rock star Christians who have lived this life for 60, 70, 80 years. Maybe that's going to have an improvement on our lives. We, we have friends who settle and settle and settle and settle. Maybe, maybe that's going to have an effect on our lives. That's scary. See, belonging is more important than just a buddy. It's more important than just finding a friend. It's more important than that. It's, hey, who do I want to be like? I want to be like the people who believe, right? Uh, so number one, behold. Number two, belong. Number three, final, believe. This is what separates this week from last week. This is what separates the boys from the men. This is what separates the girls from the women. This is what separates. You want to take your next step in Christ, your first step, your thousandth step, your mil whatever, believe. Why do we fear? Why do we have guilt? It's a lack of faith, folks. 
If we honestly, honestly, truly believe that God is good, that it all, that God is all powerful, that God has a plan, honestly, truly, what do we have anything to fear about? It's absolutely insane, right? Uh, we started doing this, the Baldwin House. So we stole this from the women's ministry. You guys did this like uh, ages ago. I don't know if you still do it because I don't show up, right? Uh, so uh, <laughs> so uh, you guys started doing this like word of the year thing, right? You remember this? You pick, a, you, you pick a word. It was really cool in like the 2000s too. It was like, pick a word and that's going to be your word and you're meditating on it, right? And, and that's like, gosh, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I'm not putting anyone down. It's not for me, right? Like, it's just, I, and I was like, nah, 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 nah. And about six years ago, seven years ago, something like that, we were like, let's just try it. Let's just give it a shot. And we're out, we're taking a walk uh, up, up just, we're on vacation, we're just taking a walk in the snow, and we're just, and it was probably her. She just threw it out there. Hey, let's just talk about, let's just pick a, a word. Let's just pick a word. We never looked back. That first, year, that first word we said was prepare. I don't know if you remember that. And that year was the most important year, maybe of our marriage. God, in that one year, he prepared us for, like, I don't, I, I don't want to put a list together because I, he prepared us for so many things. And, 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 and I don't want to say that it wouldn't have happened, but we would have missed it. If we didn't take that second and say, wow, and here's that last question, what's next? Yeah, God has done this in my life. God is doing this in my life. God is doing this in other people's lives. What's next? And yeah, looking back and saying all that thing of how God helped me yesterday and he did that, all that good stuff. What is God going to do this year? Did you realize I just got used to signing the 2022 checks with 2022? I got to get used to the new number. It's coming around, right? Pick a word. Try it. Guys, just, just blame me if you hate it. Just pick a word and say, this year, my word is this. And every time God uses prepare in my life, God, God uses grace in my life, uses mercy in my life, every time God uses whatever your word is, I'm going to thank him. Then, that moment, and say, wow, thank you, Lord, that you reminded me to prepare. Thank you, Lord, that you reminded me to have grace. Thank you, because here's the thing, we're still going to miss it. We're still going to miss the times where God prepared us and we weren't ready and we didn't see it and we, and we were too focused on the pain to behold. See, that's, that's the story of Christmas. And, and um, I, don't know, I don't know if you know this, but um, you might think that Christmas time is at churches, if you work at a church, you might think that Christmas time is when you feel the closest to God. If I'm honest, it's, it's probably backwards. There's so much to do. There's, I don't know a person on staff that has had a day off in, since Thanksgiving. Just being honest. I'm not complaining, but it's, it's just, there's day after day after day after day, it's just crazy. 
We could sit there and say, wow, there's so much to do. How can I have my quiet time? How can I pray? How can I do all this stuff? I have work to do. Right now, as I'm preaching, I'm thinking I have just enough time between caroling and right now, the, this thing, to take down the tent, to prepare, to get all this stuff. And I could sit here and I could tell you all the things I have to do in the next four hours so that I could sleep and maybe eat, right? And just take a little bit of nap so that we could do caroling. I could sit there and tell you all these things. We're going to say, that's not the point. I can worry about all the things that I have to do right now, or I could say, wow, what's next? How is God going to use caroling? How is God going to use the, the Tri-Valley thing? How is God going to do all these? You might be sitting here and thinking, I have to cook for 20 people and somehow look presentable and somehow keep and 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 Becky is going to bring her drama and, and whatever, and they're going to fight, and I just got to sit there and just focus on all that stress. Or you'd say, what is Christmas all about, and how is God going to use that to affect not only me, but somebody else? Father God, I just thank you for this day. We just thank you for the great opportunities that we get day after day after day, God. Um, we thank you for the times that, that even though we are stubborn, boneheaded people and we've missed so much, God, that every once in a while, that, that our, our little bit of wisdom, our little bit of what smart whatever comes out and we say, wow, behold, look at what God has done in my life, God. And even though we are selfish and, and we are egotistical and we focus on the wrong things so much of the time, just thank you that we have those times where we say, wow, behold what God is doing in your life. That is amazing and wonderful, God. I just thank you and I pray that we um, have the strength, have the courage, have the wisdom, have the humility uh, to believe what you're going to do next, God that we not focus on, on the stresses, the pain, or, or the struggles, or anything like that, God, but we just look forward to, with great anticipation, what you're going to be doing in our lives, Father, and in, in others' lives, Father, and in our church, God. Not just our church, our, our valley, our state, our country, our world, God. We just give this time to you, and we want to dedicate, even before it's here, we want to dedicate 2023 to you, Father. May it be a great year that you impact each and every one of us, God. Pray for all these things in your name. Amen. Hey, uh, hope to see you tonight. Remember, uh, Caroling, just uh, if you don't know where the clubhouse is, it's just that separate building over by the volleyball court. So hope to see you there. Uh, it is indoors. 5.30. Yeah, you probably should tell you the time, huh? Uh, we got hand warmers in the back. I bought them for the parade, and nobody took them for some weird reason. And then for the Caroling, and I don't think we're going to use them. So if you, got, if you like, need them, just take them, right? Uh, go today, and behold... Just all the cool stuff that God's doing in your life because he's doing some great stuff. Have a great day, guys.